What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell. I am here in the studio today with Bubba from Save It Outdoor Survival. Hey. And we have got one heck of an amazing show planned for today. We got a super awesome guest in here with us. Straight from our brand spanking new sponsor, we have got Ryan Broadbeck of Broadbeck Ironworks. What's up, Ryan? What's up, guys? How are you? Oh, man, we're doing great. Thanks for being on here with us today. Oh, no problem at all. I'm happy to be on. I just want to start this show off and tell you thank you. Number one, for, you know, believing in us and sponsoring the show and all that good stuff. But number two, I just finished up uh, <laughs> a knife on the Broadbeck Ironworks 2 by 72 grinder. And I posted on the Instagram, and I was able to do some things I haven't been able to do before. Um, I put a lot of sculpting into the handle, you know, and, and got some nice curves in it, got it super contoured and comfortable. And without that contact wheel on that grinder, that's just something that wouldn't have been an option for me. And that knife sold within five hours of posting. Awesome, man. That's great to hear. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, I had a blast using that machine. I mean, just how easy it is to swap it and flip it around and change all the attachments. And Yeah, that was kind of neat how that stuff did it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, Bubba come over to the shop today to, to check it out and kind of put eyeballs on it, you know, before we talked to you so he'd know what we was talking about. <laughs> And um, it, it's impressive. I mean, Bubba's not a knife maker, so he doesn't really have a, a need for a grinder like that, but he was still impressed. I like it. Awesome. I mean, I know, honestly, I mean, the the grinder was, it was designed originally for knife makers because um, I, you know, designed it for myself, you know, as a knife maker's grinder. But, uh, I mean, yeah, we had, we got all kinds of people that use them. I mean, I know a lot of people that, you know, use them for everything. I mean, me included, I, I don't have a bench grinder or anything anymore in my shop. I mean, I use it for anything and everything that needs material removed pretty much. Yeah, well, that one machine, having, you know, put that inside my shop, I was able to put two 1x30 grinders, a 3x21 flooring sander, and a 4x6, uh, I'm sorry, 4x36 grinder, sander, whatever, put all that in a shelf in the corner, just went away. Gone. That one machine does, awesome. does it all. And now, man, my shop kind of looks bigger. It looks nice, too. <laughs> it's a sharp-looking machine. Like, the machine looks sexy. It does. I like the shape and the design of it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I spent, spent a lot of time messing with that and, you know, trying to get it to, to look nice. So how long have you been making knives? So I started making knives um, in, it was like, February 2017. Okay. And uh, so from there, I was using it with like a Delta one by 42, I think it was. And I mean, well, I should, I, I should take a step back. I, the first knife I did, I started using files and I made like a little file guide and or filing jig and all that stuff. And about halfway through, I'm like, well, this freaking sucks. I need to get a machine. <laughs> like this is a waste of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I found that one by 42, and, I mean, my goodness, it was an upgrade, um, you know, obviously from files, but, yeah, it was it was so flimsy, and it just it did not work well for making knives. I mean, it, it took forever just trying to, you know, keep plunge lines straight and all that fun stuff, and so I was like, well, hell, I'm an engineer, and I can't afford a grinder right now, so might as well design one. Mm. So necessity is the mother of, how's that go? Mother of inventions or yeah. something. Something like that. You needed it, so you made it. So how did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. That was the thing. Is like, I mean, I couldn't afford 
you know, some of the big names, you know, the $4,000 grinders or anything. And right. I, you know, so many mixed reviews on, you know, the, the less expensive ones. And, uh, so yeah, I was just like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll design my own. And so I, I, I got the first prototype and sitting there and got it put together. And I was like, well, hell, I went together pretty easy. You know, maybe I can, uh, just go ahead and, you know, get a few more cut and, you know, sell them, help start paying for my blacksmithing tools and, Sure enough, a couple of years later, I mean, I started the company in August 2018, and um, in May of 2020 last year, I actually uh, quit my full-time job and went to Broadback. That is awesome, man. That, when you started making knives, obviously you knew you needed a grinder. And when you made your first grinder, you liked it. But was there ever a point where you just kind of, a light bulb moment, where you just realized that you were going to be in the grinder business and you were going to end up, you know, one of the elite in the grinder business? Um, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I don't know if there was really like a moment that really, I guess, sticked out. I mean, it was a, uh, I've always been, I mean, I guess kind of the way that I was raised, um, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, the same way is, you know, if you're going to do something, you know, just do it once and do it the right way. And that's kind of just the approach that I took with it. And kind of with my back, background in engineering um i was i've worked you know from design to manufacturing to uh process engineering um i've really learned that you want to focus on efficiency and making things easy to put together and easy to manufacture and things like that so that was kind of like just my goal from from the get-go like i wanted to go together easily and then you know i'm sitting here thinking like you know, with the first prototype, it was all weld together, and I quickly found out not everybody can weld, or not a lot of people can weld. So then I kind of went back to the drawing board and, and went to the bolt-together design uh, with that. And and I guess that's when I kind of knew that I had a pretty good product. Because I had a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, it's awesome, but I can't weld. I'm like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, after I changed that, um, that's like right when I went on Forge and Fire and uh, actually competed against since Molina. Um, that's where he met or we, him and I met and, uh, I just had got to talking about my machine and he's like, well, hell, I've been thinking about going into the grinder business. He's like, I got a, a business plan ready to go. And he's like, I don't, you know, have a design quite, quite yet. And I was like, well, you know, I got a design and, you know, not that great of a business plan. I mean, I'm, I'm an engineer and, you know, definitely have learned a lot about business in the past couple of years, but yeah, it was just like, and then he kind of made me an offer and, you know, we'd, I sent him, you know, the machine, and he kind of went over it. We made a you know, whole bunch of tweaks and changes, and I guess from there, you know, we got a hold of Jay Nielsen, and you know, he he wanted to look at the machine as well, and uh, he, you know, was like, yeah, I could, you know, probably use a backup machine. You know, why don't you guys bring one up, and I'll take a look at it. And so we got, you know, took one up there, and it was almost the same exact thing that happened to you, Jason. That he had four dedicated grinders on his bench and our machine replaced every single one of them. I mean, it was, it was really awesome. I, I'd say that was probably one of, one of the biggest moments that it's like, wow, this thing is a big deal. I mean, you know, Jay Nielsen, he's, he's an OBS kind of guy and, you know, he'll tell you if something's wrong and he, he absolutely loved it. So yeah, I, I would say that was probably the main or, you know, the big moment that was like, yeah, we really got something here. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's, it's an impressive machine. 
and you know, I've I've seen videos of grinders that, uh, you know, they advertise quick tool change and all this stuff. But I've fooled around with a couple of them, and they're not, you know. But to be able to go from flat platen to slack wheel, small wheel, contact wheel, vertical, horizontal, from any one of those to any of the other ones with zero tools in less than a minute, I mean, that is just yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah, that was, and that was a main complaint um, that I heard from a lot of people that, oh, you know, I can't, just couldn't find my wrench to do this, or I spent 20 minutes finding my wrench to adjust, you know, my work rest or to switch this out or whatever. And so that was one of my main things. I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of silly to have to have tools laying around all the time because, I mean, you know, me, like everybody else, I think we've all bought over 100 tape measures and only can find probably two of them. Right. So, I mean, it's just Thanks. like, you know, you always set a tool down, you know, when you're busy doing something. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to, you know, make sure I didn't have that headache. Yeah, it's – I looked at it as I was putting it together. And the thought crossed my mind several times. Like, this is such a simple design as far as the way it goes together. I mean, it's like big boy Legos. You know, I mean, the tab, oh, yeah. tab and slot, and then, you know, especially on the X-frame, there's that one little small nut that goes into the slot, and then the button head screw goes through it. I mean, it seems like such a simple idea, but somebody had to sit down and think, like, this has got to go together here, but how will I fasten it? And you're the man behind that. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my, my thing is I'm sitting here like, all right, I'm trying to use laser plate. Because machining is crazy expensive compared to, you know, just cutting some out of laser steel. So I'm like, all right, how can I fasten this at 90 degrees and not have to machine anything or add any threads or anything? And, yeah, after a little bit of tinkering, that's, that's the one I came up with. I'm pretty proud of that one. It's it's amazing. I mean, and like Bubba said, it's just, it looks good. Yeah, it just looks sharp, man. Yeah, I mean, you see it, it sitting on the bench, and it's, it's like a, I guess I'm still kind of, Overly impressed, you know, or the new hat worn off. But I walk in and I yeah, kind of pause. Honeymoon phase. Huh? I said the honeymoon phase. Exactly. Yeah. Well, even that. But like, <laughs> when I looked at the last one you had, I was like, "Oh, that looks cool, man." I haven't you know? Uh, it looks sharp. When I walked into your shop today and saw that thing, I'm like, "Whoa!" It's right. like a hot rod sitting there. Like, look at the curves. Look at the design. Yeah. Look at the frame. Like, it just looks sexy. It does. You know, and you showed me like every attachment, like you said, literally in like a minute. Like, check this out, boom, boom, swap it out, boom, boom, swap it out. Here's the next one. Lay it over on its side. Yeah. Now that it's on its side, let's change those out again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like holy cow, dude. It's so easy. I mean, and even the oh, work yeah. rest has got a notch and a position for every attachment again with no tools. I mean, it's it's amazing, and I'm I'm proud to to be the owner of one, and yeah. I've. Truly appreciate, like I said, you agreeing to sponsor the show and working with us. Yeah, I don't need one, but I want one now. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with it, but I, I dang sure want one. <laughs> well, you can come over and play with my. I wife. know a guy. I know a guy that sells them if you need one. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take just a second, real quick, to talk about our other sponsor. Um, we got Phoenix Abrasives on board with us as well, and they are your one-stop shop for all of your abrasive needs. And you can find them online at phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop and they're also on instagram facebook and myspace <laughs> that day on myspace <laughs> coming soon to uh what's the twitter and uh tiktok 
So, yeah, they're easy to find. You can reach out to them and, and get some good quality belts to go on a good quality grinder like a Broadbeck Ironworks grinder. But, Ryan, y'all are y'all recently got into the abrasives game yourself, though, right? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, we were um, working with Red Label Abrasives uh, at the beginning, or I guess middle of last year, and uh, kind of went our separate ways uh, at the end of 2020. And so we brought on our own line of belts, uh, as well as carrying combat abrasives as well. So we uh, we definitely, you know, figure... You know, if we did, if we want to, you know, make grinders, we definitely should sell belts as well. And uh, we worked a lot. We sell um, our product line is uh, VSM abrasive, so we, we've worked with them uh, quite a bit to uh, really nail down um, like a good selection uh, for knife makers. You know, everything from you know your your stock removal with ceramics um, all the way up, you know, to you know belts for for wood and you know for polishing and finishing and. Um, we got a new line of belts. Uh, I don't think anybody else is carrying that I'm aware of. Um, they're uh, called game changers. And, uh, and, and that, that's the reason we named them that they truly are a game changer. I mean, the, the amount of hand sanding that you have to do decreases tremendously, uh, with these, with these belts. Yeah. Everybody knows that's the worst part is hand sanding. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's the one part of knife making that I absolutely dread. The rest of it's just as fun as it could be. But when it comes time to hand sand, well, my thumbs and my index fingers are just mad at me before I start. And I try oh, to, yeah. Do you use sanding sticks? Well, not really. I use a – what I've actually got is a chunk of uh, half-inch by three-quarters stabilized pecan. And it's just something I found in the shop a few years ago, and I put it on the, the 4 by 36 just to make it nice and smooth on all four sides. And I just wrap my paper yep. around that. It's about five inches long, I guess. So I kind of use a stick, but no, I do not have a, a sanding stick. I meant to pick one up from Kyle yeah. Daly up in Atlanta at the Blade Show, but I walked out of there and completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I picked up a couple of those at Blade Show. I was just going to recommend those because I used them on that uh, chef knife I just posted. Oh. And, yeah, dude, those things those things are real nice. That that chef's knife was beautiful, man. Yeah, the one with the blue sanding stick. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at that, man. That thing's sharp. <laughs> like it now let me ask you this a question that i came up with me and you talked yesterday a little bit and we talked about that knife and you told me the that you had stabilized that turquoise now maybe i'm just not as smart as i would like to think i am but isn't turquoise a rock it is um but my i mean and i honestly i i may have done nothing by stabilizing it i'm no expert by any means (laughs) But, uh, I mean, the way I look at it is even rocks, you know, stones, anything, it has voids in it, uh, has air in there. Um, so my thought was, is if I stabilized it, that it would have less chance of crumbling, um, when I was doing grinding and stuff like that, especially because it was such a, like a thin piece. Um, so, and it was, and actually, I don't know, I, I had, don't have anything to compare to, uh, cause that was the first one I did, but, uh, yeah, it really didn't crumble at all. I mean, I'm. Sandwiched uh, between two pieces of G10 and uh, stuck it on and ground away and didn't have any issues. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's, I've never worked with any kind of stone myself, but you know, as far as thinking to stabilize and shape, uh, you know, what I would think is a rock, I would never. That wouldn't have crossed my mind. I mean, that's a 
another one of them awesome plans. But uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it, it was kind of a little bit of a test run because I'm going to do, or I had a plan for a while because I wanted to make a uh, fillet knife, and um, uh, I got the. Have you seen those uh, fish scales? Um, uh, her girl's name's Emily Castingcraft. She does the um, uh, like fish scale knife scales. She uses like small, uh, like that aluminum hex and uh, pours them so they look like rainbow trout or mahi mahi or anything like that. I have not so I was seen gonna that. Use those. That sounds cool. And then I also have a uh, megalodon tooth uh, that I want to incorporate into the handle as well. Oh, that'd be cool. I saw some of those at Blade, man. Those things just look gangster. Yeah, some of them do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those things are cool. Some of those old bones and stuff, like yeah. the uh, – the Warriors tusk, I think it was. Some of those, yeah, mammoth tusks yeah. and things. Yeah, some of them things, they look like just turds on the table. You know what I mean? But once they're polished oh, yeah. up, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked with yeah, the, the yeah, bone and like tusk and all that before? What's that? Have you worked with the bone or tusk or anything like that before? Uh, I haven't. Uh, well, I guess I've, I've used a little bit of antler, uh, deer antler, but other than that, I haven't haven't done much bone. Yeah, same here. I've used some deer antler, and Lord, it stinks. I couldn't imagine doing petrified million-year-old bones. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm hoping when I get some more time um, that I can. I want to find like dinosaur bones and stuff like that, and incorporate those into my handles and all kinds of cool stuff. I've always wondered the legality of all that. From what I've heard, if it's like obtained, like you actually find it yourself, mm-hmm. then it's a hundred percent legal. But I think yep. the poaching, you know, like, uh, what is it, elephant ivory? Well, I know about yes. ivory, but, like, bones. Like, if you go find a dinosaur bone, isn't that something like you got to call a museum and be like, hey, bro? No. I mean, I guess if you want to create Oh, no, it, not at all. Yeah, you okay. just, if you find it out in the wild or whatever, it's yours. It's like finding a shark's tooth at the beach. I was just curious. There's a big difference between a yeah. shark's tooth and a dinosaur bone. Sharks are old, too, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I want to uh, go back and talk about that grinder a little more, man, because, like I said, I'm still in the honeymoon <laughs> Let's get off of these old bones. So, uh, all right, you mentioned that you were a process engineer. That sounds super fancy. And you told me that part of your job was, you know, trying to eliminate waste. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So did that play a part when you were coming up with how you were going to package the parts into these boxes? Because I'm telling you, when I opened that first one, I had actually just run to Lowe's, and I was gone maybe half an hour. And I came back, and there was two boxes, three boxes on my porch. And I grabbed them, or I looked at them. I was like, man, those are some pretty small boxes. And I went to pick it up. I said, shit, (laughs) there's a lot in this box. But I started unpacking, started unpacking, and it seemed like every time I pulled out a layer, there's another one. Did he Tetris the hell out of it? Yes. I've never (laughs) seen something more efficiently packed in my life. So, I mean, when you were designing, oh, yeah. did you kind I mean, of have yeah, an idea? Month. Yeah, I mean, like, so, the and actually the first prototype I made, I made the base a little bit bigger, and then I went to ship it, and I was like, crap, this doesn't fit in the flat rate box. So I redesigned everything to fit into two flat rate boxes. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. So I actually man. designed the grinder to fit everything flat packed, and yeah, the post office, they they hate us. I bet. <laughs> it's Every time we pull up, they groan because you know it's a it's an entire skid full of you know sixty pound boxes. They got to you know <laughs> try to lift around and 
and stuff like that. And those boxes are so thin, we have to double box everything too. <laughs> Dude, I bet they're growing some muscles though. You need to go get you a couple cans of spinach and put on top of each <laughs> each thing whenever you <laughs> drop it off. And a piece of candy with a flower or something. Right. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy. I wish I would have saved the boxes that they came in because I would love now to take a picture of the two boxes they came in with that machine. Yeah, like you this would doesn't never fit. believe that all that stuff would go in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it did. <laughs> I don't have the boxes. Oh, yeah. I had a hell of a bonfire, though, after I finished that thing because I had the motor <laughs> box, the VFD, the double-wrapped flat-rate boxes, then I had some other boxes from some other things that went out that same day. That worked out great because I had one shipment go out and one come in on the same day. So everything went good. Oh, there. yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, man. So um, so when you're not knife making, you're not grinding, you're not packing and cutting and building grinders, what do you like to do to keep yourself busy? Uh, well, I got <laughs> – I don't have any other time past that. Um, I, I try to sleep sometimes. Every now and then. Um, he eats a sandwich. I, yeah. I, I get a bite to eat every once in a while. Um, no, but uh, no, I, got, I got three kids. Um, I got a uh, 13-year-old son, a 8-year-old girl, and a 6-year-old girl. And so I coach, coach their softball and baseball teams and they, you know, play sports, and my son, he's in drama, so we're running him around and stuff, and um, also, rarely, but uh, probably one of my favorite things to do is get out and go going fishing or hunting or, you know, anything outside, you know, whether it's just working out in the yard a little bit or, you know, I, just, I love being outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was hoping he was going to bring up was the hunting. I looked at some of your stuff on Facebook, and I was like, this is a, a knife maker. Built the coolest grinder I ever seen, and he likes to deer hunt. <laughs> it's a good thing he don't live in Georgia. Oh yeah, love deer. <laughs> yeah. Our wives would hate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we stay hunting and fishing or doing something outside all the time. And uh, but, oh yeah, I actually uh, just found out I'm probably going to go fishing tomorrow, so I'm really nice. excited about that. Yeah, I went. I went yesterday. Nice. Had a blast. Or the day before yesterday. But yeah, I was out in the shop working, and my wife got off work, and she came and looked around, and she said, "It sure is a pretty day." I said, "Yeah, it is." She said, let's go fishing. <laughs> I shut the shop down. We went to the lake right that second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, and I came back home and cleaned fish in the rain, but it was worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I gotta find a I gotta find me a good spot. All the all the parks around here, they're they're so overfished. Yeah, well we had a a few years ago we had several spots around here on a couple different rivers. Stupid people that were uh, you know, we would cut down. There's access roads that run alongside the highway and go up under the bridge yep. where the highway, you know, crosses over the river. And you, you had to have a, a decent four wheel drive vehicle to get down there. But luckily yep. you know, we do. We do. So, um, we used to go down there fish all the time. Great fishing. And people would go down there and light fires and dump Throw trash. trash. Idiots. And we got to where every time oh, we go, we take, so a, we take a bunch of trash bags and we'd clean up yep. every time we went down there. Because we just had it in our head, like, if this shit keeps up, they're going to they're, they're they're shut us down. And they did. And they did. Every, every spot in the county, they shut down. They backfilled, like, the edge of the road all the way to the tree line so you can't drive down there. Yep. With just oh. rubbish, man. Like, oh, you can't. Because of stupid people who can't pick up behind themselves. Yep. Or lazy people that want to yep. 
dump out trash on. I mean, there was couches, and couches, and mat. Yeah, like why? But yeah, some of the best fishing spots. Now you got to figure out something else. Yeah, and like you were saying, all the oh, yeah. public fishing areas, there you can't go out there and find a spot half the time. Dude, hell no. We try to take. Kids. Oh yeah, every time. Yeah, every time I go to a public park, all I do is just drown worms. That's all I do. Yeah. Yeah, we got one here that if you can catch it on a weekday, it's pretty productive, but it gets fished so hard and so often they're constantly restocking it, so nothing grows. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's just too many fish in it now. You talking about the go fish area down there, Perry? Down in Perry, yep. Yeah. I think they call it Flat Creek or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we have a real good time just being out, out of the house. You know, we got a garden and – we uh. When's the last time you fished that lake over next to my house? Years, dude. I haven't fished that thing in years. And the kid, the little girl, uh, eight year old, walked up to me the other day. And goes, "When can we go fishing?" I said, "Man, I'm so busy. When do you want to go?" You know, I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> let's get some poles together." We live what a hundred, hundred yards from the lake, maybe. Yeah. But I haven't fished that thing in so long, and we ain't been living there but a year. You know, I've never had luck there. I did, like I said, years ago, right there where that little spillway is. Mm-hmm. I don't, even, I don't even know how to tell you to get to it from my house, but I remember I, you. I know what you're talking about. All right. You used to catch like a little brim bed back then. Yeah. That was years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I used to put my boat in over there um, and just run it from one end to the other. Yeah. But never had a lot of luck. But we're uh, we're rambling again. Yeah, we get to doing that. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just seems oh, to happen to on this show, dude. I mean, we get to talking about one thing, and next thing you know, we don't even know how we got on the subject. Yeah. Was there anything you wanted to bring up, Ryan? Something that – uh. You wanted to tickle the listeners' ears with, or what? Ah, uh, no, I'm just just here for some good conversation and drinking a couple beers, and that is go. being done. And we yeah, sure appreciate you coming I'm on. Good. Oh, not a problem at all. I'm I'm happy to be on. This is actually the first podcast I've ever been on. So really oh, cool. Make us feel honored, man. Pop that cherry, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, it'll be on all of them, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're going to be beating down the doors. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, we're hoping so. Yeah, actually, I was going to uh, talk to you guys about getting Vince on as well. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Well, you guys live apart from each other. If there's ever a yeah, point. Yeah, well, yeah, he lives in Maryland. I'm in Ohio. Yeah, if you guys ever end up uh, together. Where you're together in the same area, doesn't matter which area, if y'all end up in the same area um, and you're available, we can work it in, and we'll get you guys on there together. I think that'd be an awesome show. We're not 100% smart enough to figure out how to have two phone calls is what he's saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it took me long enough to learn how to hook up one. That's why we're in a studio, because I don't know how to do this. I pay yeah. someone else to do it. If we could possibly figure out how to do We've been talking about that because uh, it's done on other podcasts, and we've got to figure it out so that we can have multiple people calling if we need to. Right. We're just not that smart yet. Yeah, Vince will be fun. I had a blast with you guys up there at the Blade Show, and I oh yeah, I've said it on one of the other podcasts, you know, between Blade Show and now that, you know, I kind of met you guys and got to talking, and it took me forever. I mean, obviously, everyone knows who Broadbeck Ironworks is, everybody, but I I'd never seen you guys before. You know, I didn't know what your faces looked like, so I just saw a couple of guys wearing Broadbeck t shirts, and we were just having plain old conversations for a long time before I even realized, okay, this is Broadbeck from Broadbeck Ironworks. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it, it was. Yeah, I think it was, um, was it Sharky that I was standing there and he's like, introduced himself. And I, you know, like, you know, I'm Ryan Brodbeck. And he's like, wait, he's like, you're the Brodbeck? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we were hanging out with Sharky. Yeah. I'm about to say, was it Sharky, you, and Kyle all right there together, right? I think everybody was sitting yeah. there standing. The, yeah, because I, I ended up in that circle at one point. Yeah, I was over there for a while, and I think uh, old Brownie got in there with us. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There's a stack of folks over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dustin. Yeah. He's a good dude. That's my favorite place in the world, man. If they would make like an amusement park that was just Blade Show year round, <laughs> I'd go a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was our first time at Blade Show this year, um, and man, it was amazing. That was oh, it was so much fun. I can't wait for next year already. So, are you guys doing Blade West? Uh, we are not. Um, I guess with the the reschedule, um, that's also at the same time as Maker Camp up in New York. Uh-huh. And we are sponsoring that event. Oh, really? Okay. So you're going to be up there with Fader and Cash and all those guys? Yep. Yep. Dude, that's yeah, we actually, well, we sponsored it last year and it got canceled. So they just went, went ahead and just reset everything to this year. But yeah. I'm super excited about Maker Campus. It sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, I don't see myself ever getting there just because it's so dang far away. And, um, yeah. yeah. That's kind of one of those inside circle type events, I feel like. You know what I mean? You got to already know everybody, thing like that. But it sure would be a good time to get there and meet some of those guys because that's, that's an elite bunch that goes up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, yeah, I think was last year the first year or did they do it the year before? They did it the year before. So it's been done one time before. And I think okay. la- last year was supposed to be, you know, the second. But like you said, it got canceled. But I believe this year it's going to be at a different place than it was the first time, right? Because they they didn't have a big enough place the first year. Um, I am not one hundred percent sure on that. To tell you the truth, he said he's just I, paying uh, for everything. He don't know all the details, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just send banners and I got to show up and you know show off some grinders and meet some people. I'm excited because it's not just knife making either i mean it's 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 my understanding it's like a wealth of you know woodworkers and artists blacksmiths and knife makers and kind of everybody yep yep sculptors and you know it's it's a a wide range of different stuff being made uh, yeah yeah i'm trying to talk our we have a local blacksmithing guild here i'm trying to talk them and they're going up well that'd be cool so i mean it just yeah because we have yeah, we have that. Then we have Sofa coming up in September as well. I don't know if you guys go to that. Did you say Sofa? Yeah, it's actually with Southern Ohio Forge and Anvil. It's the oh. like quad state roundup. Never heard of That's it. That's what sorry. they call it. Um, it's a it's put on at the Miami County Fairgrounds here. Uh, it's like in Troy, Ohio, about an hour north of me. Mm. And uh, they actually they have an ABS um, or hold some ABS classes up there as well. So I'm I'm. It's, it's mainly a blacksmithing event. There's not really a lot of knife makers there. Um, and it was kind of interesting. We had to, like, we brought grinders up there in 2019. And it was interesting because it's like everybody that walked by, you know, be like, we go to talk to them. They just walk by, oh, I'm not a knife maker. <laughs> and just keep walking. And we kind of had to change our tactic of, like, okay, what do you make? And then, you know, then they kind of stop and, get to talking to us a little bit and i mean we ended up having a really great weekend just kind of showing people how versatile the machine is outside of knife making so what what's the progress of the little sharpener the little one by 42 yeah i was looking at that 
Uh, right now, it is I think about three months out, we're hoping. Uh, got a couple other things I had to get taken care of from a design standpoint. But, uh, I mean, the prototype, it went together really well. And, I mean, my goodness, I've never made a knife so sharp in my life. <laughs> really? I mean, it's like, it's incredibly, it's incredible how sharp you can get them. Now, is that because of the blade direction? I noticed that it was running away from you, more like a stropping action. Or, or maybe it's yeah, just me. So I, was, I normally sharpen edge side up until I strop. Yeah, yeah. So we did, um, it was actually something that uh, Wayne Melligan, I don't know if you guys know him or not, he's Pirate Forge. Oh, yeah, he's been on the show. Um, on Instagram. He's, he's been on here before. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, but yeah, he he had an idea for a, a, you know, the sharpening system. And, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to get out, you know, got, got a hold of us. And, you know, we got to talking about it, went down and, and had a visit with him and kind of came up with some concepts. And um, it, it was kind of the one of the really big thing was is, is having that belt go away from you. And you can see the bird develop so easily. I mean, it's, it's so great. You just get a light shining right over top and you can literally just watch the bird form as you go across the belt. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I watched a lot of the uh, the demos of people doing it up there at the show. I yeah. saw uh, Josh Weston using it. I was watching that earlier. Yeah, and it looks like a pretty cool little machine. It looks, I'm sure it's not, but it looks heavy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just looks like it would be a, a super heavy little block. I mean, because it's not very yeah, big. Yeah, I'd say it probably weighs about 30, 30 to 40 pounds, maybe. What kind of motor is it running? Uh, the one that's in the prototype, it's a, uh, like a small six horsepower DC motor. You say six horsepower? Yeah. Yeah. One <laughs> six. Uh, but we're going to actually, we're going to bump that up to a quarter horse. Oh, one six. Just to make sure. Yeah. One six. I thought you said six, like 6.0. Like, holy shit. That's exactly what I thought I heard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> No wonder it gets a sharp. I'd probably take the whole knife off. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no knife left by the time you're done. Right. <laughs> Did you see the way I looked at you? I was like, stop it. yeah, it'd make a hell of a sharp toothpick pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quarter horseman, that, that's legit for, you know, that size belt yeah. running backwards. My old lady wants me to learn how to sharpen all her scissors, which evidently I can't do with whatever the hell I got at the house, and I can sharpen anything. And except scissors. Except scissors. I don't know why. I just can't do it. I ruined a couple very expensive pairs of scissors. <laughs> and I was looking at that thing. I was so like, it's, it's funny you bring that up because we actually had a uh, company come up to that blade show, and that's what they specialize in is sharpening scissors. Yeah, it, it is a very, very large, lucrative market. Don't tell everybody because I'm trying to get in it. <laughs> These girls. Yeah, don't advertise it to the public or anything. Spend right. thousands of dollars on their scissors. My wife. Oh, oh, yeah. One of her, I'm trying to remember. The most recent one she bought, it was, I ain't going to say cheap, but, you know, a decent pair of scissors. Scissors now. And it was like 400 and something dollars. She owns a couple pairs that are twelve, thirteen hundred dollars And they're not the top of the line. The pair or that she wants starts at 4000 something dollars each. Well, keep in mind now, y'all, his, his wife is a professional groomer. She's not, you know, just Sally Homemaker hanging out with her scissors, you know, trimming the curtains. No, no, I think he knew what I was talking a, about. Like, 
you, you don't you don't need a four thousand dollar pair of scissors to do scrapbooking. Well, dude, you know those. Yeah, are, of course you do. Yeah, I mean, that's, if you want, <laughs> if the, you're going to do it, send it, bro. If you want the cheap ones for scrapbooking, yeah, spend four grand. <laughs> My wife's a pet groomer, but you know, pet groomers <laughs> and hairdressers they all use these similar scissors. And there's a mobile dude who comes around through town every so often, and I think he charges ten or twenty dollars to sharpen per yeah. si- per scissors. And there's, you know, think of scissors like knives. There's different ones for different parts of the animal. I was actually able to successfully sharpen scissors one time, and the only reason I was able to do it, it was the kitchen scissors that came in our sharpening or our uh, the block, the knife block, yeah, and the nut that holds the two pieces together, yep. is removable. Ah, so I was actually able to unscrew it and sharpen one side at a time. All right, so all of hers are like that. You can take them apart. You can take them apart, and I used my four hundred dollar Japanese whetstones. Okay, and I went. I'm talking about here's the edge bevel. Here's the I can feel it. I can see it. I'm on it. Boom. Flatten out the backside like a chisel. These things look beautiful. I cut some rabbit fur because I got a couple of rabbit hide furs laying around. I'm talking about these are the sharpest things I've ever sharpened in my life. Won't cut dog hair. Hmm. Why? I don't know because I suck. <laughs> it's probably something to do with edge geometry or something. Something it's, different, dude. Because I can use. It might be the coarseness of the hair. You know what I mean? I, I taught you how to sharpen knives. Now you could show me a thing or two because. I've never done it on the belt like you do it. You, you just get there faster and better. Right. I do everything by hand. I can sharpen anything. Give me a nickel. I can make it sharp. Well, yeah, you Scissors. showed me how to sharpen knives when all I had was a, a Kroger chef's knife and a you know Walmart exactly. pocket knife. So, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. was 10 years ago. Now it's been all day, every day. Sharpening knives. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So I can sharpen anything. Yeah. But those scissors, man, I can't do it. And I went to the Atlanta Pet Expo the uh-huh. other day. There's guys up there sharpening scissors, and he's got what looks like a a flat sander, but it's vertical facing you. It does all the sharpening of his scissors. So it's like a little disc sander? Sort of like a disc sander. Okay. And there's also the setup, like what, full circle, to make this conversation long as shit. <laughs> People using setups <laughs> like Broadback was shown on his Instagram the other day because of the way it it's small. You know what I mean? It's slower. And it will sharpen the shit out of a knife. I bet it would do good for scissors because I've seen that kind of a setup. You talking about the disc sander attachment for the broadbit grinder? Well, that too. We'll get back to the no, I'm talking about the one we were just talking about. Okay. Like, well, you said like Ryan was showing. <laughs> yeah, the one by forty two or one by whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you know you don't need a whole lot of meat because a lot of those scissors are curved. Right. Not only are they curved one way, they're curved on the other axis as well. So you got to be able to go this and this at the same time. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's stupid, but them things are insanely <laughs> sharp, bro. You ever sharpen scissors, Ryan? I have not. That's one thing I haven't tried yet. Yeah, I don't really see a big reason. I figured I'd probably screw them up until I figured it out. Yeah, I don't really see much of a reason to sharpen scissors personally because scissors I use are like five bucks. You know, yeah. go down the scissor aisle at Walmart, grab some more when they get dull. My wife was like, here's my $100 something pair. You can practice with these. I'm like, what? She goes, these are the cheap ones. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, here, here's my throwaways. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Well, it's crazy that, you know, we would never think that scissors could cost that much, but there is a, I guess you'd call it a custom market for just about anything nowadays. Yeah. And it makes a difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've seen, because, you know, hell, I'm covered in dog hair right now. I was working up there earlier. I've seen the work that gets done with the $100 scissors and then the ease at what the $1,200 scissors. Yeah. It's impressive. Before I started knife making, 
I mean, I've I've always had a knife in my pocket, but it's like mm-hmm. maybe a gas station folder, or if I'm feeling fancy, you know, I'll I'll get my canvas little pouch that's got my little buck one ten in it. Yep. But as far as paying like a hundred bucks for a knife, hell no. I'd have thought you were slapped crazy. Yep. And now it's like a hundred bucks for a knife. You're not getting a very good knife. <laughs> you know, if, and that's if how you're buying handmade. Out. It's, and it's the same thing like with the grinders. Right. Your 1x30 did the job, but it ain't no 2x72 Broadback. Dude, I'm t- <laughs> my game has changed. Yeah. I mean, th- I can already tell with doing just one knife on that grinder that my game has I can tell, too, when, changed you, when you handed it to me earlier. I mean, it's just the things you can do with it. You can contour in places that a flat belt just ain't going to go. Yep. I mean, simple as that. It just won't. But between the small wheel attachment and the contact wheels, I can get anywhere I want. And turning that speed down, I ain't got to worry about gouging it. You know, if I come in at the angle just a little bit off. Or slinging it into the floor at 100 mile an hour. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm finna grow up and be a big boy soon. <laughs> Listen to Ryan laughing. He's like, these two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's – but, of course, Ryan's used to it, you know. Yeah. Got to – Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's funny because, like, I mean, I I guarantee that almost all of our customers use our grinders more than I do, just from a you know, because we're just so busy. I mean, I have very little time to make knives, so I don't I don't really take custom orders or anything. I just you know make a knife, and when I get it finished, if I have somebody that wants to buy it, so be it, kind of thing. I mean, thankfully I don't I don't have to rely on it as a as a source of income, but I mean, I I love love making knives and. And that's something where we've taken, you know, our customers' experience in, you know, just use of the grinder and, you know, hey, if you could change this or, you know, I'm having a problem doing, you know, whatever. We really, we take that feedback to heart. I mean, for, you know, and, and, and incorporate in the grinder. I mean, from two years ago, I think we've revised it, I'd say at least 12 times. I mean, just little things here and there that, you know, somebody, cause everybody uses them differently too. I mean, right. like, you know, Jason, you saying, you know, this is your, you know, your first two by 72, you'll figure out how you do things differently. And then you'll walk into somebody else's shop or, you know, work with somebody else and learn how they, you know, use their grinder. And, and that's kind of one of the really cool things that, you know, we've been able to visit, you know, Jay Nielsen and, you know, hang out with Jason Knight and Salem Straub and, and a bunch of those guys that are, you know, master smiths. And it's great to get feedback on, you know, hey, I wish, you know, you could tweak this a little differently or, you know, do this. And it's it's tremendous feedback to be able to incorporate in the grinder. Well, you're you're talking about Jay Nielsen and Jason Knight. That's all the all the forged in fire crew there. Your grinders are actually yeah. on the set of forged in fire now, right? Isn't that what they use in the show? No, no, they still use uh, Wurtz grinders, the, the TW90. TW90. I thought they were using Broadbit grinders. Yep. And you well, were on- so I guess because um, Dave Baker, he has he is one of our grinders as well, and he does a lot of the finale weapons uh, for the show. And so he actually he just got a second um, uh, Broadbit machine, and he is so that way he can keep one at the set because he prefers to use our grinder versus the ones that are on the set. Maybe that's what I knew it was one of the Forge and Fire guys that I I had saw doing something for the show with one of your grinders. Now forgive me, I don't really watch Forge and Fire. You were on there, right? I was, yeah. Did you win? I was third runner up. Awesome. Here's my question. Did they let you use one of your grinders? 
Do what? Did they let you use one of your own grinders, or did you have to use what was No, no. No, oh, well, there's the problem. No, nah, I had to use one of theirs. Yeah, see, I'd have been like, look, man, I need to, y'all need some broadbacks in here. Yeah. If y'all want this done right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From my understanding, all the all the judges that have our grinders, they're, they're pushing for it uh, to try to get them on the show. So, uh, that'd be good. Fingers crossed, you know, maybe we'll get there one day. Well, I mean, you've got uh, Jay Nielsen. Dave Baker, Doug Marcotta doesn't make knives. He designs knives, but he's not a knife maker. So that that only leaves Ben Abbott. What's he? Does he have one of your grinders? Yeah, Ben's got our stuff. So that's all of them. You should have the market locked right now. Who do we got to call? <laughs> no, we ain't gonna call nobody. Apparently, talk one to of the producers or something. I guess so, man. Whoever has that credit card. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just. It's a beautiful machine, man. And thank you, by the way, for painting mine for me. I love that color, the hammered, oh, yeah. hammered silver. Yeah, no problem. I got a couple of messages, you know, because I put up a picture of kind of the parts laid out. A couple of people were saying, hey, man, you need to paint it. It's going to rust. And somebody else told me, oh, you're just rocking the bare steel look. I like it. I'm like, nope, it's painted. <laughs> it is hammered silver. And I'd sent like some close-up pictures, and it, it's it's what very well received. But, uh, I, oh, good. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the trick. So there's, there's two things why I picked that paint. First thing is, is from when I was in high school, I worked, um, at a car dealership detailing cars. Mm-hmm. And the car that looks the cleanest, the longest is a silver car. Hmm. That so sense. that was, that was one of the, the reasons I picked silver. And the other, and I picked the hammered paint because if you have a little drip or something, you really can't see it. It's right. like super easy cover. It's like that's the one thing I freaking hate is painting. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to look that way. That's perfect yep. for you. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. And um, awesome. I am working on getting my shop cleaned up to where I can take some really good pictures and do a video. That way, I can post it, you know, to the Instagram. And um, Ryan, you called me out the other day about my TV being behind my grinder, and I think the only way I'm gonna be able to set my shop up. The, in the way that I'm looking to move towards is I'm going to have to move the TV. Uh-uh. But, I mean, it's just got to go. Hell's never on. If it is, <laughs> it's just on YouTube playing, you know, random music music or mix or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, the first thing I thought of was that just the grinder dust. Because the first VFB I ever had, it wasn't sealed. And, man, that was a fireworks show if I've ever seen one. Uh-oh. All that grinder dust and popping and flashing and, you know, the magic smoke comes out, and there you can never put it back in. It was a uh, oh, nice. Is my VFD sealed? Nope. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, all ours are now. Okay, no, the very first one, it was like some cheapy import one off Amazon. It was like a hundred bucks. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, thank <laughs> God because I got my VFD kind of behind the grinder, but it's up and off to the side on the wall. But I want to put that big, oh, beautiful yeah. Broadbeck Ironworks banner right up above the the grinder. And, um, and thank you for not sending me a billboard as far as a <laughs> banner goes. That banner you got is the perfect size. I mean, it's big enough yeah, to stand great, out, yeah. but it's, you know, it's not so small. You miss it. It is perfect. Yeah, I was told the, I heard the, uh, I guess it was the Phoenix one you got. It covers your whole shop pretty much. It wasn't Phoenix. It was a different one. Um, and it was... I think it was 
four feet by seven and a half feet. It was huge. Holy cow. Yeah, it's, I don't have a, that much wall space in my shop. I mean, my only option would have been to hang it on the side of the building outside. I mean, because inside the shop, there's pegboard, there's cabinets. You know, there's there's not that much wall anywhere. So, well, shit. It looks like we lost Ryan. But we're still recording. So, <laughs> I must say, what was that? Did yeah, you just hang up on Yeah, I, one of us lost service or something. Um, not sure who it was, but we'll see if we can get him back on here. Bye. <laughs> Hopefully we can get back a hold of him, man. I was having a good time talking with him. Your phone died? No, my phone's good. I got, what is this thing it says? I got 5G. What up, G? Let's see here. There we go. Let's see if we can get him back. All right, we're back. Hey, back in action. Rude. Yeah. So we just technical difficulty. Yeah, it happens. We kept on rocking. Now I will say that today <laughs> I actually changed my phone service. I kept my same phone and phone number, but just changed carriers because the one that I was using, my bill has went up well over a hundred dollars in the past year per month. Oh wow. And uh, so I just had to had to do away with that. So hopefully this new carrier has the right kind of service because, you know, we're in this room right here every Thursday. But it says I've got 5G right now. So hopefully it was just a one of them fluke oopsies. But anyway, moving <laughs> on. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about now. I, think, I feel like we were in the middle of something. Oh, yeah, we're talking about banners. Oh, yeah, the banners. Yeah, it was. It's a billboard. It was a billboard. Like I said, it was my shop is ten by it's either ten by sixteen or eight by twenty. I can't remember. I've never actually measured it. I just bought it, you know, years ago. But anyway, it would have been most of the long side of a wall on the outside of the building. So now, now you're going to remove oh, the wow. TV and put his banner there, right? Gotcha. Got to. I mean, I got to get my priorities straight. Might as well. I mean, if if I'm going to look up and see something. I mean, like I said, the only thing that ever comes on the TV is music, and I don't watch that. So, I mean, all the kids got TVs in the bedrooms. I really don't have a use for another TV. Might as well be in the shop. I mean, every now and then the kids get down there and watch whatever. Guinness Book of World Yeah, Records, keep so. them occupied while you're working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I give them the remote, and I can work on something else. They leave me alone for a little while. But, um, yeah, I mean, this has been a fun show. I like it, and I'm glad that we got to introduce Mr. Ryan Broadbeck to the podcast world. And thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're definitely glad to get Vince on here one of these days, and uh, hell, maybe even Ben, if, if all three of you guys end up in the same spot. So Actually, we will be in the same spot, I know for sure, the first weekend of November. Awesome. Well, when that gets a little closer, if you guys can spare an hour, you know, just let me know. And if I got to book, we record here at three thirty every single Thursday. But if I need to change that, you know what I mean, to make it at four o'clock on a Tuesday, you know, or something like that, that can be done. So I think that'd be a really fun show to get everybody together. And uh, Ben oh, yeah. is what he's your customer service rep, right? Yeah, yeah, we brought him on um, Yeah, for customer service. You did good. That dude is on it, man. I mean, he is. Oh, yeah, he's tremendous. He has kept in touch with me 
he actually sent me a, a message on Instagram just a couple days after Blade Show. And, um, you know, I met him there, but the message came from F- Fiery Ice Forge. And I remember meeting Ben. But I was like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? And he was being super nice to me. And um, he was talking about some of the things that we had talked about up there. So I knew it was, you know, I did meet this guy. So I went and looked at his pictures. I was like, okay, yeah, that was him. You hear that noise? It was a little dinosaur growling in the back of my throat, like a half burp. I'm not sure what though. I thought you, I yeah, we'll move on there. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's just been super nice. And, you know, like the day the grinder shipped, he called me and, you know, gave me all the tracking numbers. And I mean, he's just, He's been real good. I mean, your whole team's just been amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's on top of it. <laughs> Bro, it's night and day. Yeah. From, from what you were dealing with to this, yeah, night yeah. and day. And Vince has got on a video call with me before I even got mine to show me, you know, how easy it is to flip all this stuff around. And, I mean, it's it's awesome. I had one little question when I was putting together my Broadbeck, and I called Ryan, and he immediately said, let me video call you. And obviously, it was something I had done. I put a, a thing where it should have been a thing in my jig. Yep. He's like, nope, change that, move that here. And we were we were in business. That's good and great, baby. I mean, it's, the customer service is just top of the line. No <laughs> doubt about it. Got to love it. And, uh, Ryan, I'm going to let you know something, man. If you ever get to, to one of these shows and you need somebody to come up there with you and just you know grind on things and do demos, I mean, I'm only a plane ticket away. You know what I mean? Awesome, I'm a full-time knife maker. I, I appreciate that. You know, I make my own schedule. I'd be more than happy to help. So, Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, like, one of the really cool things is, I mean, with our booth was just slammed the whole time at Blade Show. And we had customers that were coming up and helping other potential customers, like walking through the machine, you know, because Vince was helping somebody else and I was with somebody, Ben was with somebody. We had you know, a couple other guys that were coming up and stepping in and, and just, you know, showing people the machine and showing what it can do. And it, it was, I mean, I'm so thankful for that. I mean, that was just awesome. Yeah, that's that family atmosphere. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's the thing we tell everybody, you know, and when they get a machine, you know, they're part of the Broadback family now. Well, I, I am more than happy to be part of the Broadback family. I mean, I'm just still amazed, you know, because it's only been a few months. I was on one by 30. Mm. And now I went from, you know, kind of a cow turd to the, the top of the castle. Oh, let's bring this. <laughs> that thing is so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so quiet. We can have a conversation while you're grinding. Yeah. Impressive. It is crazy. I actually set, I had a uh, a Gatorade bottle that was sitting out in front of the shop yesterday and it was raining like hell. And I looked at the bottle and it was just overflowed. But it was sitting straight up on the ground, so it was slammed full of water. Mm-hmm. And I had the grinder on, and I was grinding, dipping, grinding, dipping. And I just glanced over, and I saw that bottle. And I said, let me try something. I went and grabbed that bottle. Now, you know, surface tension, right, where it's just a, a little crown above the actual yeah. lip of the bottle? That's how this water was. That's how full it was. I set that Gatorade bottle on the work rest with that grinder running at 100% with a 36-grit belt on it. And it didn't spill a drop. <laughs> I mean, it didn't wiggle. It didn't walk. It just sat there. Now, mind you, you ain't screwed yours down yet either. No, mine's not even bolted to the bench yet. It's just sitting there. <laughs> and it's still, man. I was impressed how quiet that thing was. Yeah. Smooth, baby. It's, it's amazing. And Awesome. Yeah. And once I get it bolted yeah, we, we down. Had a guy, 
Did you see uh, Jared Ball? He did a post on uh, – he set a, a knife up and bounced it on a pin and put it on his work reps and fired his machine up and turned it back off, and it didn't even move. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's cool as shit, man. Yeah, it, it's impressive to say the least. But, I mean, like you were telling me, everything fits together so tight. As long as you got good bearings, you know, nothing should rattle and move. <laughs> right. And it's obviously a bunch of good bearings. I did kind of <laughs> – I scared myself a little bit because I've never had a small wheel attachment before, and the machine is yeah. so quiet. But when you put that small wheel attachment on, it's got a sound to it. It sounds like a little yep. like a little Cessna airplane or something. But it's because of the abrasive side of that wheel running against the rubber backing. I'm sorry, the abrasive belt running against the rubber on that wheel that kind of holds it down. Yeah, the guide wheel. Yep. Yeah, that that's where that sound's coming from. Because I heard it, and I flipped the machine off, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> and the sound went away. I mean, that's how quiet it normally is, you know. I thought it was an airplane outside the shop. But you know, I went on and watched a couple of videos, and I heard that sound in all the other places. So it's normal. Yeah. But it, it's, it's pretty cool. So, all right, well, let's get ready to wrap this thing up. Uh, once again, Thank you to our sponsors, Phoenix Abrasives, and obviously Mr. Ryan Broadbeck from Broadbeck Ironworks. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I, I do have something to add uh, for all everybody listening, and you can use this from here on out. Jason is uh, you guys want ten percent off uh, grinders and accessories on our website? Use the code Hustle Ten. Yeah, there we go. Y'all got it. You asked for it. You got it. <laughs> Good doing, man. Thank you so Thank much. You, Ryan. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. But uh, look, now with Phoenix Abrasives, I've got a, a little kind of a, a spiel that, that I kind of read for them, you know, one-stop shop. Yeah. Um, I've kind of winged it up until this point with you, Ryan. So why don't you go ahead and kind of throw out there how you can get in touch with the Broadbeck team and where you're at and, you know, kind of give the, the inside scoop on it. Sure. Uh, so I, to get a hold of us, um, easiest way uh, is probably either through uh, Instagram, or it's probably through Instagram, I should say, uh, Broadbeck underscore Ironworks. Um, go ahead and give us a follow if you don't already. Um, and as, as far as pricing questions or anything, uh, just because the, the variation of packages and everything uh, that we rep- or that we sell, um, just go on over to uh, BroadbeckIronworks.com. Um, there and you know all the all the pricing everything there all the options um, and we're constantly adding adding new products and coming up with new designs new attachments things like that um, you guys you know we talked a little bit about the uh, the one by forty two sharpener that we're coming out with and um, hoping to uh, also come out with another product this year to uh, also help with hand sanding make it a little less miserable um, but and can't disclose too much on that right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the machine itself, the 2572, I mean, it's, it's the most versatile machine that you're going to get for the money. Um, I mean, if you're just starting out to, you know, to the professional, I mean, it's, 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 you know, buy once, cry once, and, you know, it's the only machine you're going to need. It's an entire knife making shop in, you know, a two foot by three foot area. It is. It's impressive and it is very well worth every single dollar. So, all right, guys, y'all remember to, Keep all that in mind and use that code, Hustle10, for 10% off. 
And you said that covers grinders and accessories? Yes, sir. There you go, guys. You cannot beat that. I mean, you got to. If you want a grinder, you have to use a product bag. I mean, there's others, but they're they're not real grinders. We tried them. We didn't like them. (laughs) Right? (laughs) All right, Ryan. Well, I know you got a a hard out here in just a minute, so we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. I am Jason Hartwell of JK Blades with Bubba from Save It Outdoor Survival and Ryan Brabeck from Brabeck Ironworks. Y'all go on Instagram, give all of us a like and a follow, please. And we will see you next week. And until then, keep on hustling and keep on grinding. All right, y'all. See ya. See ya.